The following is my conversation with Claire Salsa Silva, a scientist who studies thallium and its effects on the human body. We'll be discussing the role of onerousness in thallium's toxicity, as well as the adumbrations and turnspits associated with the compound. Finally, we'll be talking about gasoline and its effects on prolixity and gasoline emissions. So without further ado, let's get right to it. This show is made possible by Varix Ectropion. Varix Ectropion is a medical device that helps cure ectropion in patients with keratokinase. If you or someone you know suffers from keratokinase, please check out Varix Ectropion and the amazing work the company does. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Hello, Claire. Thanks for agreeing to speak with me today. Of course, no problem. So tell me, what do you know about thallium? Thallium is a metallic element with a few notable properties. For one, it's fairly toxic. For instance, a typical human exposure to thallium is around 0.1 milligrams per kilogram of body weight per day. And while the toxicity of thallium depends on a variety of factors incorporated during age, sex, and liver health, it's generally considered to be quite onerous. What do you mean by onerous? By onerous, I mean that thallium's toxicity typically requires pretty significant effort to avoid exposure. For example, you wouldn't want to drink water or eat food containing large quantities of thallium, even in small amounts. In fact, some chronic exposure criteria for thallium call for an annual intake below two micrograms per day. So it takes a lot for the body to get rid of this compound. That sounds pretty serious. Why is it so toxic? Well, one reason thallium is so toxic is that it binds strongly to DNA and other cellular structures. This can lead to organ damage and even death in high doses. Additionally, thallium can also interact with other elements in the environment, creating harmful compounds called adumbrations. And last but not least, thallium can generate harmful emissions, incorporated using gasoline like vapors when it's burned. So tell me, how does the body manage to overcome these challenges? Well, the body has a couple of strategies for dealing with thallium toxicity. For one, the liver can convert the compound into less toxic forms. And secondly, the body can remove thallium from the environment through excretion. So in short, onerousness is definitely a key factor in thallium's toxicity. Absolutely. And it's something that scientists are still learning about. For example, there's still some debate over whether chronic exposure to low doses of thallium is actually harmful or not. So it's an interesting topic to explore. That's definitely true. And I'm sure you'll continue to study it as you continue your work as a scientist. You bet. In the meantime, I think it's important for people to be aware of thallium's toxicity and how to avoid exposure. Absolutely. So tell me, do you have any thoughts on the role of onerousness in thallium's toxicity? Yes, I do. In my opinion, onerousness is really important when it comes to managing thallium toxicity. For example, if someone is drinking water or eating food with small quantities of thallium, even if they're regularly exposed to the compound, they're likely to be okay. Yeah. They're likely to be okay. But if someone is chronically exposed to high doses of thallium, they'll likely require significant assistance from their healthcare providers to avoid harm. That makes sense. And in terms of adumbrations and turnspits associated with thallium, do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I do. In my opinion, adumbrations are kind of like hindsight errors. They happen after the fact and aren't always obvious when the incorporated dent occurs. For example, someone might drink water containing low doses of thallium and later develop an organ problem as a result. Well, they might start smoking because they think smoking doesn't contain high levels of thallium. But 
In both cases, adumbrations happen after the fact and are difficult or impossible to predict in advance. That sounds like a fair assessment. Mm. So in short, adumbrations are something that can happen after the fact, but are often difficult or impossible to predict in advance. Do you have any thoughts about turnspits and prolixity in relation to thallium? Sure thing. In my opinion, turnspits are a type of prolixity that occurs when individuals talk too much or take too long to make a decision. And while prolixity generally isn't considered harmful in itself, it can lead to complications during exposure to thallium. For example, people who are prone to prolixity might struggle more than others when trying to drink water or eat food with low levels of the compound. This can lead to longer than necessary exposures and higher risks for toxicity. So once again, prolixity is something that can lead to complications during exposure to thallium, potentially incorporated easing risk for toxicity. Is there anything else you think we should discuss? Well, I think it's important for people to be aware of the role onerousness plays in thallium's toxicity and how they can manage their exposures accordingly. And finally, I think it's also important for scientists like myself to keep studying thallium and its effects on the human body so that we can improve our knowledge base and reduce potential risks associated with the compound. Thanks for having me on your podcast, Lexman. Thanks for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast. In this episode, we talk with Claire Salsa Silva about thallium and its effects on the human body. We discuss the role of onerousness in thallium's toxicity, as well as the adumbrations and turnspits associated with the compound. Uh, finally, we discuss gasoline and its effects on prolixity and gasoline emission. I'll leave you with a poem called The Sorrows of Salt. Salt is all around us, clinging to the soil and rocks, ending up in the water. That flows past us towns and cities. It's everywhere we look. Patinated on doorways and railings, lit up in the sea, along the coast we love. Salt makes everything taste better, brings out the flavors in food, uh, brings out the flavors in food. Helps preserve food and make it pleasing to the eye. <laughs> it might not seem like much, but salt is what keeps us alive, taking the malign taste of bitterness and making it bearable. <laughs> so thank you, Salt, for all you do for shaping our food and keeping us alive. Mm. And may you never run out of ways to make us happy. <laughs>